Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast explores the world through the lens of contemporary art, film, and architecture. A conversation we recorded with artist Joyce J. Scott became our premiere episode, released on October 12, 2011. Baltimore-based, Scott is a legend among the first to reposition craft as social commentary. In 2016, a MacArthur Genius Award recognized her vital creative force. For Art Basel Miami Beach 2018, Peter Bloom Gallery presented rarely seen early works that reveal how the artist has always delved into the extremes of human nature, from humor to horror and beauty to brutality. Dan Cameron, the curator, was in Baltimore, and he and you, as I remember, visited me in my gallery, a Goya Contemporary, and he actually invited me to be in the exhibition. There he talked about my ability to, you know, stretch and push what I do inside of the studio or inside of a, a gallery setting uh, much further out. And since I'd done these large site-specific installations... I saw this as a perfect opportunity to uh, push myself at another time in my life, at a different era in my life. Right. Well, it's very exciting for Baltimore to be represented at the biennial. Yes, I think um, that's great, too. It's fantastic because Baltimore's always, well, got this marginal identity, so you're bringing us in the forefront. And I, I've lived in Baltimore for a time now, and I realize how important your role is in Prospect, too. Well, I thank you for that, and I can say that Baltimore is a city that's ripe, that's, that's chocked full of visual and performance literary artists, dancers, who have real lives here. And like any other artist, we're, we're also trying to work outside of our city. I actually gained any renown that I have outside of the city, and then came home to, I've always lived here, but but then I got more time or more heat in the city after I'd shown in and exhibited around the world a lot outside of this town. I can say that it's unfortunate because some people who view arts think that we are marginalized or squelched by our proximity to Washington, New York, and even Chicago, and that we're in that kind of dreaded triangle, it doesn't actually change the ability of artists to make really fine work. For her Prospect 2 project, Joyce took Saint Veronica as her primary image and turned the saint into an African-American sage, a woman she calls Miss Veronica. Originally planned as an elaborate installation and performance in a desanctified Catholic church, the project was redesigned due to budgetary challenges. So what I'm doing now is an exhibition at Tulane New, uh, University in the Newcomb Gallery. Mm -hmm. It's a two-person show, although we are in two different galleries. Nicholas Cage, his sound suits are one. Wow. And I have my exhibition, uh, Miss Veronica, 
Yes. But in this exhibition, there'll be 39 different objects from sculpture to prints. And on the outside, I got to retrieve one site-specific installation. Excellent. Now, where is that going to take place? Well, I tell you, it was going to be hanging from a pole on the outside of the gallery. And as we were working uh, with my, with the people, and my installation people, that makes me sound much haughtier yes. than I am. My Very people. Important. Your people. Uh, I, I was just there like, we're going to put this pole, and I was just really like, I heard myself mumbling, but like, they have these enormous trees. So I said, why don't we just hang it from a tree? Da, 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 da. We all loved it. It was all fabulous. Like it from a tree. Let's put me in a cherry picker now. Those of you who are listening don't understand that I'm a very large woman. So me going up on a cherry picker, that's going to be a whole drama within itself. Um, now, I already designed this uh, piece of sculpture that, and it's not a person being lynched from a tree. It's a woman in a tree lynching a tree. It's What's incredible. It? Joyce is known for her beaded art, but I've never seen anything at this scale. This it's very, very large. It's, it's the largest thing of this exact type that I've done. And what I did was, as soon as I said, oh, of course, I'll put it in the tree dollar. I went home and thought, oh, no, because uh, I have to now change it because I'm going to put it in a tree. So, so did I, that mean you had to make it bigger? I not only had to party? make it bigger because it was going to be farther away. So right. visually, for it to remain commanding, it would have to be larger. I'd have to think about how I was going to wrap it around a tree branch in contrast to a pole, which you can put on the ground or very close and make it, of course, very easy to work with. Well, now we have to go up in the cherry picker in a tree. What we're talking about now is I designed this so that it would work. Also, it's done with these clear translucent, shiny beads that get their color from the thread that's sewn into them. But that also means that they're going to glisten magnificently. Amazing. So what is the scale of this woman? When she is installed and body contorted properly, yes. she'll probably be around five and a half feet by four feet. Right. And, and then there'll be a tree. tree? How oh, high the tree? at least 17 feet. The work on the inside has is, is emblematic of what I do. I do a lot of work on beauty, but I also do a lot of work on social and political issues. So there'll be stuff. Um, I'm doing a whole section called Still Funny about what humor is in regard to race and sex. Sometimes separately, sometimes right. together. If it's humor, if it's funny, is it still funny because it came out of different social and cultural you know, dilemma that we experienced in the 50s, 40s, 60s. Is it still funny? Can it be fun? Can we laugh at stuff that's dark and mean-spirited? Can it still be funny? So I'm very proud of that exhibition. Then I have a second exhibition at Dillard University in mm -hmm. their gallery called Tide Fit, and it is six very small pieces from a series that I've done called, and am still working on, called Day After Rape. It's about the sexual objectification of women and how we are fodder or instruments in war. So there are little pieces about women like in, in Darfur or in Bosnia who have been used as fodder in war. They are raped, they are killed, they're mutilated, they're left as signposts. And then there are also, there's a, a suite of, of uh, prints that I did also. So that's going to be a very tiny, sweet exhibition. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have um, a teaser show 
at Gallery I.O., which is Thomas Mann, a very famous jeweler. I love him, and he's fabulous. He owns his, his own studio and his own gallery in New Orleans. He lives in New Orleans. And we're going to do a teaser show of the jewelry that I make. Some are my pieces, but there are other pieces that I'm doing collaboratively with two uh, youngins, uh, Shana Kreutz and Lauren Schott from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And then there's one other thing, and that's the um, the performance yes, at the healing... It's a, it's a it's a healing space, and in it, because there are lots of venues in it, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, shops and other things, right. and there's something called Gallery Istanbul, which was a gallery that used to exist in the French Quarter and was very popular. Well, now it's they've opened it, and it's opening, I think, for uh, P2. And this is one of those situations where I'm glad that I'm 62 and have the ability to be to change, to be a chameleon, and have spent years on the road as, as quite honestly, like a vaudeville cabaret right. performer, because I had built the idea and began writing the performance to do inside of the church, which was a pristine oh. area, which, and we would build the lighting for it, and I, the whole thing was different. Now we're going to be in cafe, in a cafe setting that opens on the day in the afternoon. I've changed the performance very much because it, it really is meant now to be in a very different venue. I have two singers and a tuba player and a guitarist who will be my musical uh, attendants and, and uh, players. And this performance is really going to be on the rift or, or, or the relationship between contemporary men and women. Now, I 62... I thought that I wasn't going to do any more performances like this. I would just keep singing because my last show called Walk a Mile in My Drawers, yes, that was the name of it, um, was everything I wanted. I had a, a real director, a lighting uh, right. designer. I had I, I got to do a CD. Where we did got, you do um, this? We did this at the Theater Project here in Baltimore. Uh -huh. uh, we got an NEA grant, so we had enough money to produce a real show and it was so much work and I also haven't said that I have two rotten knees so I'm performing with a cane oh my goodness and I, that's a cane you walk with not anything else that you're thinking about you dirty minded audiences and so I thought like this will probably be it but when this opportunity came how could you resist how could I resist it and I had great grand ideas about the church but now thank god I had all these years of performing as a solo artist and with my one of my partners was some um, Kayla Wall and we were the Thunder Thigh Review and we performed lots of places doing bringing back the cabaret right. uh, vaudeville kind so of two-person comedy. So you're thrilled about thing. this opportunity, no? I'm thrilled that I'm ready. I'm ready to take the chance because part of what can happen is that you your uh, spark wings. You start mm. thinking, well, I've done that for a really long time, and if I can't do what I want, then why am I yelling myself? And so I had to. Ignite, reignite inside of me that idea that, you know, but you've never done, but I have to see, I've performed in New Orleans. I've yes. done this. I've worked in New Orleans. So I thought the Thunder Thighs worked there with Jimmy Wilson, who's a fabulous trumpet. I mean, you know, we, we did a lot of things. I've already worked this. So how do you keep it interesting and hot for yourself? Well, I've never had the ability to uh, talk and do this in 40 minutes, ding, 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 have two singers that I and, and and I always wanted to be a player 
And, you and a guitarist. That's the thing. That's what's getting me exciting, the fa- excited, the idea that I can do that one more time and that it can be a quality presentation, that this is an international uh, biennale and that the people from around the world will be interested and, in fact, dig. You ruined me. Was just a baby, you not yet a man who did that to you. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. In her fusion of craft aesthetics and contemporary sculpture, performance art, and cultural critique, artist Joyce J. Scott weaves a deep sense of humanity into complex conversations of our time. Visit FreshArtInternational.com to learn more and hear other stories from the world of contemporary art and culture. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review our stories anywhere you go for podcasts. Now is a great time to support Fresh Art International. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation will double every donation you make. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.